Those who are willing to give up liberty for the slightest amount of security deserve neither. Benjamin Franklin. Welcome back to The Hardcore Truth, where we discuss politics, society, and whatever else comes to mind. I'm your host, Rusty. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. It's another Sunday. Uh, It's a special Sunday. It's Mother's Day. So first and foremost, I want to say to all of the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. I hope you guys had a good one, and uh, I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful day. So with that, I also want to thank each and every single one of you who tune in weekly and listen to this podcast. It means a lot to me that you guys take time out of your busy lives to listen to the insane ramblings of a libertarian. <laughs> um, it means a lot to me, you guys. Thank you so much. I just wanted to go ahead and throw that out there uh, to, um, right off the bat. Um, this episode is especially spe- as special. It's episode number 30. Believe it or not, this is the 30th episode of the Hardcore Truth. And um, as long as you guys keep listening, I'll keep doing it. So a couple things I wanted to get out of the way there that um, I know I started to show off a little bit differently with a quote from Benjamin Franklin. I felt that that quote is essential to each and every one who call themselves an American. And not only an American, but anybody who values liberty. Anyone who values their rights as an individual. And who refuse to cowtail or bow upon a bended knee to any tyrannical government there is. I felt that that quote was especially important for tonight's episode. So tonight's episode, um, it's going to be a little different. This is going to be more of an opinion piece than anything else. And I know what y'all are thinking. Well, Rusty, aren't each and every one of your episodes your opinion? No, it's 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 not just my opinion. Uh, as you well know, I try to present facts and I try to present them in the most honest way possible. Because let's face it, journalism, for large in part in the United States, is dead. Okay? They side with one side, and that's the side they stick to. Whether it's they're feeding you a pack of lies, it don't matter. Okay? It's all propaganda. It's all about ratings. It's all about the fear factor. Okay? Something that I like to call the, uh, the, uh, the fearscape. Because it's, that's essentially what it is. That's what journalism is nowadays. It's all about getting everybody scared to death. And that ties into tonight's episode. So one thing that I really want to focus on tonight, I'm going to pose a question. Yes, I do that a lot, but I digress. There's everybody's favorite catchphrase, everybody's favorite word. I know you guys love it. Had to do it early in the episode. Trust me, I'm sure I'm going to say it more times. But anyways, so I'm going to pose a question. Has society finally broken down? And what do we mean by that? I'm not talking about, you know, the the National Guard, you know, at every county line. I'm not talking about, you know, um, just 
all out chaos in the streets. That's not what I'm talking about. Ideally, that's when you when when somebody says the society has broken down, that's typically what comes to mind, right? Well, in this aspect, I think it's a it's a lot less than that. I think it's a lot smaller than that. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into it right now. So we've all pictured what societal breakdown would look like. Mass rioting, mass food shortages, neighbors fighting one another, and so on. Okay. So with the COVID-19 crisis, it seems that we are on the brink of just that. With the government turning citizens into watchdogs for anyone breaking you know, any ordinance that government has come out with, whether it's local, state, federal, it doesn't matter. So you have normal everyday people blowing the whistle on other everyday normal people, okay? Um, with, you know, with the, with the face covering, um, and, and, you know, in, in public, uh, recommendation, okay? They, it's, it's a law now, okay? People being arrested for trying to support their family, okay? And this, this is a special case because of the salon owner in Dallas. I'm going to get to her in a, further on in the episode. Um, citizen, uh, citizens protesting in their state capitals against the stay-at-home orders. And the list goes on. This is very likely the beginning. Okay, because with all of this, this is a form of civil unrest. And where does all this span from? Okay, where does it come from? Well, it can all be traced back to the media. Okay, and I've I've actually talked about in a past episode how the media works against everyday normal people. Okay, they it's twenty four seven doom and gloom. Okay, so it whips people up into a frenzy. This and and it's not only in this scenario where this has happened. It's happened any time, any time that there is some kind of crisis or an epidemic or a pandemic, whatever war. It, it it doesn't matter. the The job of the media is to keep the citizenry on edge and constantly afraid. Not only that, when you have that, you have working in concert, the government trying to turn everybody into little, you know, um, little whistleblowers for the Gestapo, right? I, I mentioned that with the red flag laws in the last episode. The government literally entices people to basically narc on one another. And what is the benefit of that? There is no benefit of that. There is no societal benefit to that. Okay. Yeah, sure. They will pass it off saying that, you know, if you see something, say something. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's well and good and everything like that. But what you don't understand is when you do this, you are literally turning the people against one another. And in hindsight, that's what they want. They want to know. Who is breaking their tyrannical laws? Okay, so that's something to keep in mind here. That's something that that's something to gnaw on, right? So, I mean, we have seen every every time 
a major weather event occurs, a good portion of the population panic buys. Why do they panic buy? Because they're told to. Make sure you get your rolls of toilet paper. Make sure you get your milk. Make sure you get your bread. You know, th- this could this could last for an unknown lengthy period of time. So you have to buy, 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 consume, 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 consume. Okay? And, and honestly, who is this helping? Who is this helping? It isn't really helping anybody. Okay? Because the more you entice people to panic... People will buy unnecessary things, therefore leaving the other things for other people non-existent. So if you have one person buying 15 rolls of toilet paper, not not like individual rolls, but actual packs that we have seen on the outbreak of this, it interrupts the supply chain. Because if you drive this to the point of panic, You're going to overwork the factories that make this stuff and they're not going to be able to produce the goods in a acceptable amount of time to fulfill the losses at the storefronts. So that leaves other people with nothing. So who does this help out? It doesn't help anybody out. I mean, yeah, sure. If you think about it, it could help out the major grocery store chains or what have you. But the societal impact of it all, what does it do? It turns people against each other. There's another example of this too, and I'm getting to that right now, okay? Anytime, like I said, anytime a major weather event occurs, a good portion of the population panic buys everything and anything in sight, oftentimes leaving nothing for others, Okay, and here's the other example. Even on Black Fridays, okay, the largest shopping day of the year after Thanksgiving, okay? Even on Black Fridays, year after year, we see how some people treat other people while shopping for their their loved ones, often physically harming others over something trivial, something as trivial as a television okay why is this could this all go back to what i was talking about before you know you have a limited time to get the stuff on sale so you have to go now you have to go get it you have to not let anybody get in your path for you to get this stuff okay this is stuff that you need right Why has it come to this? Have we become so conditioned to the point of physical violence at the behest of the government because of years of constant threat of doom? This is very important. You're probably thinking to yourselves, well, Rusty, how does this coincide with Black Friday and how does Black Friday coincide with what we see with the COVID-19 crisis? Very good question. And I'm going to tie it all together right now. Think about it. As I said, the question that I posed, have we been so conditioned to the point of physical violence at the behest of our government because of the years of constant threat of doom that we are more than willing to physically harm a complete stranger 
over stuff. Like I said, you got to think about it. Every time a massive weather event or any kind of epidemic or pandemic or even war occurs, all of a sudden there is a shortage of goods. Why is that? It's a very good question. So like I said, when you turn on the news, when you turn on the mainstream media, the first thing you hear when any of these things any of these things occur. You need to go out and buy XYZ as quick as possible, as fast as possible. Don't let anybody get in your way. These are the things that you need. These are the things that you, that you need to stock up on. You need to get them before anybody else does. So because of the years of being inundated with such a threat of doom, has this spilled over into society with everyday things? Because it, the, it's the same message, but the focus has shifted from the goods that they're talking about. No longer are we talking about milk, bread, and toilet paper, but now we're talking about, you know, the, this year's hottest toy or a new television or what have you. Year after year after year after year, we see these videos that come out of these, shoppings, uh, these shopping centers on Black Friday, where people literally get into fisticuffs over something as trivial, trivial as a damn television. Have we fallen this far in society that we debase ourselves with physically harming someone over a damn television? And who is to blame for this? I honestly believe that the media is to blame for this because they're the ones who perpetrate this constant feeling and this constant threat of doom and gloom. I know I've repeated this a couple times, but I'm driving the point home. Okay? So stay with me on this. So what is the whole... What is the whole idea behind this? What What is the whole reasoning behind all of this okay so if we have in large part have become brainwashed because we believe in everything that the talking heads on the glowing you know box tells us to do well who controls that well that's easy that's the government it's the simplest way through mind control is through the television okay the means are the same the technology has just got has just improved. Right? It's the same thing. So not only do you have the media who is the mouthpiece for the government, okay? And they're throwing these things out. And I know this sounds a little a tad bit conspiratorial. But if you look at it from a psychological standpoint, this all makes sense. Okay? The government, because there's laws, the government just can't, you know, be like, hey, this is what you're going to do. And if you don't like it, that's just, you know, oh, it's Italian. So what did they do? They go through the media. They use the media. I mean, this is obvious. We see it all the time, right? So why would this be too far-fetched at all? I mean, it's not. So what is the purpose behind all of this, okay? And here's something that I want to drive. So, the objective here. 
okay? A population that refuses order is a populace that can be controlled with how the people have been treated by the government during this period, okay? It is easy to see why society has taking, taken a nosedive. The government, in some cases, have attempted to have the people turn on one another um, by reporting any violation of a government decree. I've already covered this. It may sound like I'm repeating it, but it's true. It is. This was short-lived. Okay? But nonetheless, it was attempted. And I'm about to give you some examples here in a second. When this had failed, they turned or they they turned to their tried and true threat of imprisonment and extortion. Okay? As long as this crisis continues, the government will continue to threaten the people and instill more fear. They will use, and we're seeing it day in and day out with the media. All it is is doom and gloom. Okay? All you hear is the death toll numbers. That's all you hear. And it sounds like they're getting higher and higher and higher, right? But what you're not hearing is the amount of people who are being who are coming out of this, okay? You're not hearing those numbers. You're not hearing the amount of people, not that haven't been cured, but the people who have come out of being sick. You're not hearing that. This is all for for a reason. So this actually causes distress among society. It does. Like I said, with the constant doom and gloom and the constant fear of death around every corner, it keeps people, it keeps the populace more controlled. It keeps them easier to deal with, you know, per se. So finally, when this powder cake ignites, and it very likely well could, okay, let's not be naive, let's not be naive here, okay, there could be one thing that could set this whole thing off. It will present the opportunity the government has been waiting for. Full control and unlimited power. Okay? This could be possible by declaring the usage of the National Emergencies Act. If you don't know what that is, you should look it up. With this, full control could occur, all right? Remnants of this has are, is already happening now. With the stay-at-home order, shutting down parts of the economy, the face cover order, the rest of people gathering or going as simply to the beach, which we have seen. We have seen footage of someone who was attempting to surf by himself. There was no one around him. Being escorted off the beach by police. Same thing with fishermen. There's nobody around these people. They're completely solitary. They're completely by themselves. So what threat are they causing? 
They're not causing any threat because this has nothing to do with public safety. Get it? It all has to do with power and control. That's all this has been. And that's all that there is to this. It has nothing to do with public safety. At all. The arrest of the Dallas uh, salon owner, Shelly Luther, even though she herself followed all the recommendations to remain safe, okay, she was covering her face, she was doing all the things that were recommended by the CDC to combat this, okay, but yet she was not allowed to open her place of business. And let me ask you this. Okay, prior to all this going on, we were free to walk around without a face mask. Now, all of a sudden, they're telling us that we need to cover a face mask or we need to cover a face with a face mask. Okay, then we're also being told that the face masks actually do nothing and it actually it's actually worse for you. So what are we supposed to do here? I understand that this situation is ever evolving, that we don't fully understand the ramifications of this virus, because again, it's ever evolving. However, however, the government just seems to be going with this at the seat, at the you know at the seat of their pants here. Okay, uh, at least that's what they want us to think. Are we so naive to believe that they don't really know what's going on? What the what would combat this? We have some of the best scientists in the world. You're meaning to tell me that they can't figure this out? I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. It doesn't make sense to me. So, (laughs) the list goes on. Okay, this isn't a short list, but I'm not going to bore you with the details here. I'm not going to do it. The list, it it goes on and on and on and on. The fact of the matter is this. In the time of a crisis, the government has shown us, the people, that it will impose harsh penalties if they are ignored. That even doing... Even during such a crisis, the government will and has and will always abuse its power. Now, let me ask you a question. If you have two brain cells to rub together, which I assume you do, which I know you do, people who listen to this podcast are very smart people, okay? Where do do you think the government gets its power from? Supposedly from us, right? I mean, you know, that that's how this is supposed to work. They're supposed to work for us. We're, we don't work for them. But time and time again, during any kind of crisis, this is what they do. And we keep letting them get away with it. Why? Why? If we're supposedly have all this power, that they're supposed to work for us, why do we, year after year, Allow them to get away with it. Why do we settle for the lesser of two evils every four years? Why, as Americans, do we not demand better? 
Why? This is a question that I have had for a long time, and nobody can ever be able to give me an answer. And it's sad. One end of the spectrum, it seems like we have a guy who talks a mighty big talk, but doesn't really seem to grasp the concept of what the hell he's supposed to do. And then on the other side of the spectrum, we have a guy who is a serial rapist, but yet that's okay. But if if it was if this guy was this way on the other side of the political spectrum, which we have seen, supposedly, they want to crucify they want to crucify the poor bastard. They want to drag his name through the mud. They want to bring up things from his past. They want to bring all these people out claiming that, you know, this person did this. And we're supposed to believe them. Okay, how many politicians, how many Hollywood movie stars like we give a flying F what Hollywood thinks? Which we don't. But we have all these people coming out and saying, we need to believe that. We need to believe the victim. Okay, we have a victim. Why isn't she being believed? How fast did we see the Me Too movement sell out on that? Pretty damn quick, didn't we? But I digress. There's your favorite word again. So what is a possible outcome of all this? Okay. As we've seen throughout this crisis, protests have brought attention to the gross abuse of governmental power. Through this, you have seen governors act as supreme rulers of their states as if they were sovereign entities, decreeing ridiculous and unconstitutional orders to further exacerbate an already hard and trying time to an outright prison state okay that's what we're seeing that's what this whole COVID-19 crisis has produced yeah many of us already knew that it was occurring and many of us already knew that what was happening but this has actually brought it to the forefront let's see how many people are actually paying attention to it It's no wonder why these demonstrations and protests have happened. Okay? If these state go- if these states' governors do not subside and rescind these orders, there will be a massive pushback from the people in the form of a revolution. Now, what kind of revolution are we talking about? Are we talking about an armed revolution or are we talking about a peaceful revolution? I don't know. I don't know. I know there is a huge difference. From our ancestors to now. Okay. At the time when we were being dictated by a king 3,000 miles away. We took to arms. We declared our independence and we took to arms. I don't foresee that happening now. I don't. And I'm not, that's not what I'm calling for. But I do believe at some point in time, it may not be in my lifetime, but I do believe there will be some kind of uprising against the government. Because honestly, the American people have had enough. 
And if this crisis has shown the world, let alone our country, that people are sick and tired of tyrannical governments, like I said, whether it's local, state, or federal, does not matter. People are sick and tired of it. This is but one outcome of this. Another outcome of this situation is the governors who uh, anointed themselves all this power and who refused to relinquish it because that's what this is actually, that's what this actually boils down to. Governors Newsom, Whitmer, Cuomo, Hogan, Wolf, and Mayor de Blasio have abused their positions. Could and should be brought up on charges. They should be. If they come out of this without any kind of charge, the judicial system in this country has failed. We already know it's broken, but if they come out of this completely unscathed, it's corrupt and it's failed. End all. Be all. Point blank. You're meaning to tell me that it's completely okay for an elected official to do whatever they want. Constitution be damned. They can do whatever they want. The the restraints that are supposed to that, that are supposed to hold these people to do what's best for the American people according to the United States Constitution. They can just throw that out the window because they have granted themselves some imaginary powers. And these these governors march around their states like little Napoleon despots. That they can get away with this, that, that 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 they can do whatever they want. They can they can they can decree whatever ridiculous and unconstitutional law that they wish at on a whim. Purposely stifling the economy of that state and certain regions. All in the name of safety. That's okay. Where in the hell did this go wrong? Where in the hell are the people on this situation? Why aren't they not demanding these people be run out of town on a rail? Hell, do what they did in the 1700s. You tar and feather these bastards and you run them out of the state. Why isn't this being done? Where has the backbone gone from this country? Where did it go? If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. It's as simple as that, folks. It's as simple as that. But let's be realistic here. This won't happen because 
they are politicians, after all. And like I said, our judicial system, in large, in large part, it's a damn joke. And it's corrupt as hell. So what should the American people do? In typical American tradition, we should defy these tyrants collectively. They can't arrest us all. But as I pointed out, there is a way for the government to make this country a prison colony of sort. And they'll do it. I know I went off kind of on a rant there. But like I told you earlier in this podcast, what I try to do, I try to bring you the facts as fairly and as correctly as I can. I'm telling you what the American people should do. But I'm also trying to tell you that if we were to attempt this, this is the move that the government would do. That way it's not a surprise to you people. Because the government can literally do whatever they want. They have that mindset. They have the mindset that they're the ones who are are in control. They're the ones who control your life. They're the ones who control your destiny. Okay? So with that, I don't want people to think that if we were to defy these people, these would-be despots, okay, that there wouldn't be some kind of pushback from the government, because of course there would be. They would lock, they would lock this country down quicker than spit. I could tell you that right now. It would happen. Then, of course, you know, everything else would come to light. Martial law would happen. That would go right into effect as soon as this happened. Because if we were to do this, the things that I outlined first in this podcast, there would be mass rioting. 100%. Because like I said, these governors have granted themselves so much power, they're not willing to give it up. I mean, hell, in Michigan, Governor Whitmore decreed that you can't even buy seeds to grow your own damn food. You can't buy paint to paint your house. Okay? I mean, another example, Cuomo. Has, ex- has extended the New York State Pause Act. It was supposed to end in five days. He's now pushed it to another month. Saying that it would most likely end June 15th. You know, of course, this happened on Friday. At the end of the week. So possibly that it would get buried in other news stories. And people it would just would keep milling about with their everyday lives and not pay attention to what's actually going on. This guy is a dictator. These people that I listed, they're dictators in their states. 
That's what it boils down to. They granted themselves this, this power. This imaginary power. And they're refusing to give it up. Because they cannot stand people in their states being free. They can't... They constantly have to have their fingers up our backsides to make sure we're following their rules. I mean, hell, in this state, New York State, all the nurses and all all, all the uh, healthcare people that have come from out of state to come and help the sick people. King Cuomo, God Emperor Cuomo, has decreed that now those people who don't live in this state, who came here to help people in his state, need to pay an income tax. These people don't even, they they don't even live here. They came up here to help out. Now they have to pay a tax? Are you out of your damn mind? Well, of course, you got to think about it. Everything that has happened in the state is all his fault. A hundred percent. I mean, if we're going to go ahead and play, if we're going to go ahead and play this like the left does. Okay. Just like how this is Trump's fault. Why don't we go ahead and play it for their side too? This is a hundred. The reason why this state is in such disarray in the way that it is right now is a hundred percent Falls on the shoulders of Andrew Cuomo. 100%. Why do you think there's this, this, this whole virus exploded in nursing homes? Huh? Because it was his decree by putting the sick people in with the elderly people in nursing homes in this state. Yeah, that happened. He had plenty of ventilators in this state, but he sold them prior to this occurring. Now, all of a sudden, he's screaming he needs more of them. Or he was. I mean, come on. Not only that, like I said, he is willing to sacrifice the economy in certain regions of this state. Especially the one that I live in and a lot of you live in. Western New York. Upstate New York. The only thing that Andrew Cuomo gives a damn about is New York City. Well, you know what? Western New York isn't New York City. It's not. There are many variables and moving parts to this. Okay? As I pointed out, the people in this country are tired of having the heavy hand of government dictate every part of their lives. People have lost their jobs under the guise of public safety. 
their movements have been restricted. You have some reporting on people to the authorities because they refuse to be part of a fear campaign. And that's what this is. This is a giant damn fear campaign. I'm not saying that the virus isn't deadly. It has been proven that it is. But in in large part, this is a giant fear campaign. Why? So the government can garner more power. As simple as that. That's what is happening. The constant fear campaign by the media, the people are tired of this. They have grown sick and damn tired of this. And it needs to come to an end. I actually saw a meme online where I said, you know, if we turned off the mainstream media for 14 days, bet you everything will get better. The mass hysteria will die down. People will move on about their lives. People will will just keep doing what they do. Sure, I mean, you know, people will take more precautions. Yeah, because of the information that has been provided with this, this ever-evolving thing. Okay? But large in part, people will move on with their lives. And I'm going to tell you right now. The American people are only are they're only gonna put up with this for so much longer. Like I've said, you've seen protests in a lot of these states. You've seen them here, you've seen them in Maryland, you've seen them in Boston, you've seen them in, in um Lansing, Michigan. You're seeing them all over the place. Nevada. They're all over the place. Because people are sick and damn tired of the government telling us what to do. With this, this could spin quickly out of control into further tyranny. So we have to be careful. We need to be careful and we need to be vigilant to make sure that this doesn't happen. Now, you're probably asking me, well, Rusty, what do you mean by that? This could quickly spin out of control, like I said, into more tyranny. Because what the government could do with seeing all of these people protesting, who are angry, who aren't socially distancing, the government could actually turn this in their favor. They could say, look, these people right here, they're a threat. They are a threat to public safety. Look at them gathering. They're not social distancing. They're not wearing face masks. We need to crack down harder. We need to impose more harsher recommendations. We need to impose more tyranny. And that's what this is. They could literally take these protests and and they could actually turn these people into something negative. They could spin it. They could use it. It's all about propaganda. Because like I said, mainstream media and the government go hand in hand. They work together. All they have to do is paint these people as a, th- as a threat to public safety. And within minutes of that happening, it's on the 6 o'clock news. 
Simple as that. Which would actually spin this even more into more and more people telling on their neighbors. This whole thing could spin out of control. And the government will make sure that it happens. And the like I said, these would-be despots of governors will have even more control. Next thing you know, they're going to be demanding that the National Guard come to their state. Because people are getting out of control. And they need to restore order. And if you don't think that won't happen... I don't know what to tell you. Because it very likely could. I'm not trying to create a fearscape here. I'm only giving you my opinion on the situation. I'm only giving you what I could, what I see could happening or could happen. I wouldn't put it past these people to do said just that. Okay, because like I have said many times in this episode, this has nothing at all to do with public safety at all. They shut down the states, they shut down the economy in these states, but there are actually eight states that refuse to close their states. South Dakota being one of them. The governor the governor of South Dakota refused to close her state down. What happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. They're going on they're you know, they're talking about a reopening the economy in phases. South Dakota's been on has well worked past this phase one since this happened. So if it works for South Dakota and the, the, the seven other states that refuse to close down their states, what are they doing that's different that, that any other state could do? If New York City is such a huge problem, maybe they should just shut down New York City. Why does the rest of the state of New York have to suffer? That's an interesting question I think deserves an answer. If people who willingly quarantine themselves still got sick, then why are we doing all of this? These are questions that need answers. And nobody seems to be willing to give an answer to any of this. The only thing that we keep being told is to flatten the curve. Comply. Listen to your government. The government knows best. Flatten the curve. Remember, flatten the curve. It's the only thing that matters is flattening that curve. So you have to bend to our will. You must comply. You must listen to what we tell you what to do. I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now, Hoss. 
this ain't going to end the way you think it's going to end. Because like I said, the American people are only going to put up with this for so long. And things are going to get exponentially worse for you. I don't have all the answers. And I don't try to pretend that I do. Like I said, all I do is I try to pass information along. Whatever people choose to do with that information, whether they choose to take it and investigate it further or completely write it off as, you know, some insane ramblings from a crazy-ass libertarian guy somewhere in western New York. I at least did my part. And I know a lot of you are too. You are taking this information. You're doing research. You're coming up with answers for yourselves. And that's that's all I can ask, you know? <laughs> you know, I feel that more and more people need to start doing research for themselves. Instead of just listening to what the government decrees and taking it as gospel, we should all go back to the one major important virtue. And that's question everything. Question everything. That's what we need to do. That's what the whole of society needs to do. But somewhere along the lines, we have lost that. We need to get it back collectively. Because the way things are going, how I see it, our liberties, our rights, our freedoms could very likely be forfeited, canceled, stricken, taken away. And I can guarantee you that that will occur under the guise of public safety in the middle of the night when we're not paying attention. Because that's the MO of this government. That's what they do. They have no problems passing unconstitutional laws right before a holiday in the middle of a crisis or even in the dead of night when the majority of the American people are asleep. They've done it time and time again. And I can guarantee you they ain't going to stop. They're not going to switch it up. This is what they do. This is how they do things. And it's up to us, the American people, to tell these people that we're done. We've had enough. And we need to start. Well, everybody, that was uh, my whole spin on this, my whole viewpoint. It's one man's opinion, one man's, you know, thought. If you guys feel differently or if you have anything more to add, hit up the hit up the uh, Facebook page. 
Let me know what you think. You know, that's why I started it. You know, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. You know, I, you know, it's what I want to know. And, you know, if there's any questions that you may have that you want me to answer, I will do my best to answer them. But I, I really want to know and really want to hear what you guys think and how you feel on things that I talk about with on this podcast. So just go ahead and, you know, drop a line. Let me know what's going on. So with that being said, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I hope you guys, uh, you know, stay safe and, and stay vigilant. And, uh, I truly believe that together, all of us, we will get through this. We will get past it. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and forewarn you now. Um, next week, next week's episode is going to be slightly different. Um, I'm actually going to kind of shift gears in what I'm going to talk about. Um, it may surprise you. It may not. I don't know. But, um, next week we're going to talk about something that we should all pay attention to. Because it's pretty important. So I'm going to do a little more research on it. Um, and then I'm going to try to present an episode to you with nothing but facts. And facts that could easily be backed up in a little bit of history. Because you know I like to throw a little history in there. So next week, next week's episode is actually going to be about Canada. And what's going on there. Um, there's a lot of things that are going on there that we should really pay attention to. Um, I'll give you a little, uh, little insight. Um, here recently, Justin Trudeau of Canada has, um, outlawed over a thousand different types of firearms. And not only that, not only that, his government, his government agencies are actually going to start confiscating firearms from citizens. Now, one of the biggest arguments that we always hear is about how Canada is so much, how much Canada and what they're doing is so much better than what's going on here in the United States. Yeah, no, it's not. And I really hope that, you know, our friends to the North, I really hope they don't take this laying down. Um, there's some really great people in Canada. The Canadian people have a rich history. Uh, they're strong people. They're proud people. And uh, it's just something that we should probably uh, pay attention to. Because they're not that far away from us. And if we have politicians in this country railing about the, things, about the great things that uh, Justin Trudeau is doing in Canada... We should probably pay attention to that. So, like I said, next week, that that's what that episode's going to be about. So, I just wanted to give you a heads up so you're not like, whoa, what's going on here, Rusty? <laughs> so, but with that being said, you know, take care of one another and be safe. Keep your nose in the air and your ear to the ground. Until next week, y'all be safe. Rusty out.